welcome back. Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions, Alejandro Arenas, Ona Kere. Welcome. How are you both? Doing great. Hey. It How is, are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. It's so great to have you both uh, with us for a very unique session today uh, that we are calling Voice and bass doing more with less a master class with oria and uh we're going to talk a little bit about the project that you two have together um but before we do so for those that are joining us today everybody else is muted for the courtesy of this session but if there are questions certainly use the chat feature we'll get those questions to ona and alejandro and we just want to thank everybody for following along with these sessions, the students, the band directors, and everybody else. We hope you're finding good value in this growing treasure. After these live sessions, we put them up in the studio on clearwaterjazz.com, or you can listen to them on the podcast. Big thank you to our sponsors, Blue Water Wealth Management at Steward Partners and Duke Energy for helping to present the studio. And our friends at Marine Max for helping to present the Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions podcast. We are up to 5,300 total plays, and that is exciting for us with people tuning in from not only throughout Florida and throughout the country, but from many other countries, which is really cool. So um, Ona and Alejandro, you are part of a special growing treasure that's reaching a lot of people. So thank you. Um, uh, for those of you that would like a specific topic covered, just email us at info at clearwaterjazz.com and we will try to get to that and put that together. Alejandro is not a stranger to Clearwater Jazz Holiday Outreach and we're beginning to sort of try to rope Ona into more things that we do. Certainly she's been part of performance opportunities we have with our uh, Wonderlust music series, and we hope to have her participate more on the outreach side too. Um, if you go to the studio, you can check out a bunch of sessions that Alejandro has done. They're all really, really great, and I'm gonna name just a few. He did a bass style series, an approach to playing swing, funk, and more, and as well as an approach to playing Brazilian and Latin grooves. He did a session on harmony from a bass perspective, a couple sessions on arranging. Um, and uh, he's also been a regular part of our What I Love About series, which takes a deep dive into jazz legends and other uh, musical inspirations of the participating educators. And there's a bunch of them up there that Alejandro has done, all really great. Uh, more recently, he did one called Listening Across the Stage from a bass player's perspective, which was very cool. And um, there's a bunch of others. Um, so please check those out. Alejandro was born in Colombia, where he started his musical career playing flamenco and classical guitar. He picked up the bass while he attended college in Bogota, where he performed in the salsa and Andean mu music ensembles, as well as the school's orchestra. During his high school years, he performed with different independent bands of varying styles. He earned an AA in music studies from Santa Fe Community College, where he developed a deep love for jazz, which drove him to learn to play the upright bass. He holds a bachelor's of music and jazz performance and a master of music from the University of South Florida. 
during his studies at USF, he toured Italy, France, Germany with the Jazz Ensemble One and the Jazz Tet performing at different jazz festivals. In addition to being an adjunct professor for the Mira program at St. Pete College, he's also very active and a versatile performer working with many artists. We, we of course know him as co-leading the award-winning jazz trio La Lucha, but um, more recently, he's partnered up with our other guest today, Ona Kere, uh, on a project they call Oria. And I would love for them to tell us a little bit about what's going on. But the focus today is kind of on a very unique style that they have. It's, it's pairing a vocalist with a bass player. And it's just that. And it's beautiful. It's unique and beautiful. And we're so happy to hear them talk about it. Ona is a singer-songwriter who came to the United States, I think, three or four years ago now, um, and early on crossed paths with La Lucha and Alejandro, and they've written and recorded and performed together in different configurations. And hopefully today, Ona, you can share some more about your background and your path and journey with music as well, because we would love to hear about it. So I'm going to be quiet now and turn it over to the two of you. And uh, welcome, Alejandro, welcome back. And Ona, welcome to the Clearwater Jazz Holidays Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Steve. Um, I have a question for Ona. Uh -huh. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Barcelona in Spain. Yeah. All right, excellent. Um, yeah, we can, um, I mean, we can dive right in into the whole uh, Orilla. Um, idea of how we got this started and how we uh ended up just kind of uh just doing this so this was kind of born out of the passion that we both have for some of the same music um although we come from different uh cultures and musical backgrounds uh you were uh trained in music very early on in your life right yeah yeah i have um i started actually um singing in semi-professional choirs since I was like six years old but my like I was classically trained in the conservatory in Spain and that I started actually a little bit late I started with uh being 12 which is actually late in, for the conservatory yeah that's before I even started playing music so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. yeah so we were talking about that a little bit about how the different backgrounds she was classically trained very early on you know I was kind of a garage rock musician <laughs> <laughs> um growing up and and but we found um a lot of common ground with a lot of with jazz specifically you know mm -hmm. jazz is kind of what ties this all in um and one of the things that we love about jazz is precisely that it's, it, it allows us to explore. Mm -hmm. Jazz to us is kind of all-inclusive, meaning that you can bring a lot of different styles. You can coexist with many different styles. And um, that's amazing because we, you know, like I said, we have so many different influences, uh, you know, passing through, you know, heavy metal. Heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> some, some Spanish stuff that I was, uh, you know, that we kind of knew in common some some stuff you know there was some some overlap of like the latino culture you know we got a lot of stuff from spain obviously and and vice versa you know mm -hmm. uh, there was some stuff that kind of made it across across so uh you know we started during the pandemic we started kind of exchanging songs we started sending each other songs and we found that we liked a lot of the same musicians and a lot of the same music so we just decided to start, start collaborating. And we had worked 
um, you know, uh, Ona has a, a project called Iberia, which is a wonderful, um, I guess, collection of songs from the Iberian Peninsula. Um, she's very familiar with the area. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the the that she she arranged in in kind of jazz styles it was very cool and you'll be doing some of that um, coming up yes um, so I'm happy to be involved in that as well <laughs> but I am part of the band with this this is the band you're looking at the band right now so um, I guess we can so why vocals and bass why did we decide to do this crazy thing. Um... For me, probably the first motivation, it was uh, the learning process. It was um, learning and exploring new things. It's a great motivation for me uh, in general. When I compose, when I arrange, when I make music, it's, it's like my, it's what moves me to keep on doing this. And, and it sounded amazing, the idea of doing something just with votes and, and bass because of all the uh, possibilities that we have to uh, make new things and break barriers and and work with a non-traditional um, you know um, instrumentation and it's something as well that uh, leaves us very exposed mm -hmm. as as musicians which is great because in in one hand you really see what you have to work on mm -hmm. <laughs> and in the other hand you can really <clears throat> play with the nuances right of, of your instrument of the different sounds you can make um, on, uh, you know, rhythm and, and intonation. You can work on a lot of things uh, more precisely that you cannot work in other types of um, and we'll, bands. We're gonna play a few videos that we pre-recorded. It's easier, you know, we, they were recorded live, but we pre-recorded them prior to this. Uh, and we, we can, we're gonna dissect those a little bit on how, what our approach is to those. But uh, yeah, I was just gonna second what she said in terms of learning, you know, the journey of, learning in music in life in general <laughs> never stops you know yep. and uh this has been a great opportunity because it 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 really it left us you know i as a bass player i'm kind of a supportive instrument most of the time so for this i'm responsible for a lot of things mm -hmm. and we share that responsibility yes. you know and we'll talk about that a little bit again once we once we um go to that but you know this kind of ties one thing a question that has been asked many times, uh, especially in the college or high school environment in terms of music is like, who keeps time? Who's the timekeeper? Both of us. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> should. Really cool. there's yeah. No, yeah, exactly. So yeah. we should all be timekeepers anyway. You should, mm -hmm. you should work on your time. That's the great thing with Anna is that she not only sings, but she plays various instruments very well. She will tell you she doesn't, but she does. She's very um, nice. <laughs> and uh, so that does give you, if you're a singer listening or watching this and you don't play an instrument, I would highly recommend you at least get your hands on one. And you don't have to get really good at it, but you, it's, it really opens up the possibilities. I think it allows you to communicate better across the band. Right? Yes, absolutely. I would tell you, uh, if you can choose a harmonic instrument, that's an amazing compliment for a singer because you can... Yeah, you, it, it, it's going to help you develop your ear. It's going to help you understand what you're doing, communicate with a band. Um, and it's also going to give you the, the freedom of being able to arrange and compose. And I, I would definitely choose a, a harmonic instrument for well, you sure. You want to pick the bass? 
Well, that's... <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I'm, joking. I'm, a, I'm a frustrated bass player. That's why he <laughs> says that. He knows that. <laughs> All right. So speaking of that, well, you were mentioning the harmony. So one of the cool things with this configuration is that it's basically two melodic instruments, right? We can each... I mean, the bass can play more than two notes at a time or more than one note, sometimes two, sometimes three, four if you're pushing the boundaries, uh, but for the most of the bass is expected to play one note. Mm -hmm. um, there's some singers that can sing two notes at the same time. I was going to say that. <laughs> you actually can. The bad thing is that you cannot control <laughs> really the, the harmony you're doing. But yeah, you can. Harmonics is the thing. But, you know, we keep it, we keep it simple. Yes. <laughs> so the cool thing with this is that you get the bass is providing the foundation, the, the kind of like, well, the voice is doing the most important job, which is singing the melody, um, which is what makes the song the song to begin with. Yeah, and the ba but then those notes only make sense in a certain context, and that's what the bass is doing. The root of the bass is kind of creating the context in which the melody is going to be presented. So what I've always loved is actually learning songs that way. Um, I'll play just roots on the bass and I'll sing the melody alone. I try to sing in public. Uh, and I can hear how those two things work together. You can see how some of the best songs <laughs> written work really well that way because it, there's just, you don't, I mean, you can add colors with the harmony in, in, inside there, but just having those two pieces of information, you can create so much with it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the, the concept that we're going with, you know, in, in terms of this. So, do you want to play one of the videos and we can talk sure. about it? Absolutely. All right, so we're going to play one of the videos that we did. And this is kind of a, well, this is Bye Bye Blackbird, the jazz standard. Um, and we'll play it first and then we'll talk about it after. Back up all my cares and woes, here I go singing low. Bye Bye Blackbird. Where somebody waits for me, sugar is sweet, so is she. Bye bye, blackbird. No one here can love and understand me. Oh, what harlot stories they all hand me. Make my bed and light the light. I'll arrive late tonight. Blackboard, bye, bye. Back up all my curses and walls. Here I go singing low. Bye. Where somebody cares for me, sugar is sweet, so is she. And light the light, I'll arrive late tonight. 
So that's bye bye Blackbird. Yep. Um, <laughs> so um, what do we say about it? Okay. So basically, the concept of this was really kind of start starting rubato. So uh, Ona starts with the melody. Um, I kind of do more like a conversational mm -hmm. thing. You know, not necessarily. It's contrapuntal at times, but it's more kind of like I'm. She's stating a phrase. I'm kind of replying to it, being, being mm -hmm. more melodic. Um, which speaking of things to work on, that's something that we were talking about, like I have to work on because I'm so used to like, here's the root, you play after me or play with me or, you know, so kind of getting that melodic approach uh, is something that I've had to work on. Um, and so, you know, so the, the first uh, time through the head, through the, through the, the song is just kind of that rubato thing. Uh, I did use a couple of double stops um, when we got to the bridge. You know, I was mentioning that just to kind of create a little bit of a different color. Um, but for the most part, the bass after that just sticks to kind of more the traditional walking role. Um, and what I love, one thing that I love about Anna is that she starts doing, I mean, you know, it's her no choices. <laughs> You'll notice that the second time through the melody, she deviates from the original melody, right? Because the original melody has already been stated. So mm -hmm. once that's that's there, you you know it's okay to deviate from it. You know, I, I I it's my personal opinion that maybe not do it the first time through. You know, like yeah, don't I, get I away from same. it. You know? Yeah. Um, but she starts really deviating from it. She makes some amazing uh, melodic choices and phrasing choices. You know, um, which affects the way I play behind her as well because you know, that's, that's kind of the point of that, that we're <laughs> constantly listening to each other. Yes. You know, and, um, and one thing that I just, you know, that I always, I love is when you finish the head the second time going into your solo, into your scatting, you make like a, just a beautiful, just perfect transition into the solo. <laughs> so it's cool because it's not like, okay, now here's a solo section. It's like she did it like a, a like an extension of the melody, which is cool. I think it's a it's a you know, it's she made it work really well and it it, it creates a, 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 a it's not a contrast, you know, it's a section where we start trading, mm -hmm. right? We start um trading some uh force, right? I think we traded a force, you yeah. know. Um and 
again, you know, singing you praises. Uh, you, you know, I love your melodic choices. You know, for the soloing and everything. It's it's Thank it's. You. Well, you can hear <laughs> a lot of your 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 influences from jazz, but also outside from jazz. You know, because that's the other thing. Like, you know, the great thing about jazz that you can. Again, there's so many years and so much language that we can learn. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just bebop. You mm -hmm. know. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and. I think you said it perfectly. Like one of the things we we love uh, about jazz is that it's all inclusive, right? That it's it's uh, music that it's open to to so many things. And and if you keep in mind the maybe the use of harmony and the use of improvisation, you can play almost everything and 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 do it your own way. It's it's amazing the freedom that jazz gives you. And yeah, so I I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, in my case, it's uh, one of the things that it's a lot of fun from this project is that it allows me to um, not to have all the time the traditional role of a singer, which I shouldn't be saying that, but sometimes it's kind of boring for me. <laughs> I really like to, I really like to be a part of the band and and to communicate with the musicians and and making music together. I enjoy that way more. And in this case, it's amazing because Alejandro is a great musician and he's listening all the time and he's reacting to what I do and I'm reacting with what uh to what he does and and that communication it's it's really really amazing and I say this I think on every master class um which is listen yeah just always listen that, like that's the beauty of doing this that it's 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 all about if you are playing with somebody that's listening to you um there's there's really no limitations mm -hmm. you know because we we especially being only a duo we can go anywhere we want really because mm -hmm. you know if we decide to like go on a tangent mm -hmm. and uh and go there that's great you know so yeah. the, one of the things that we like about this too is kind of find a balance of picking some songs that allow us to do that to be really really free and go in in a bunch of different places and also um some stuff that's more heavily arranged to really mm -hmm. kind of take advantage of what it is that we're doing. So I think the next song kind of illustrates a little bit of that. Not it's not heavily arranged, but it expands a little bit on what we do. You want to play that one now, or yeah, or? let's do that. Yeah. All right, cool. Sure. So here's the next one. Um, this is actually kind of a song that was a little mm -hmm. bit of um, the, catalyst, the catalyst, yeah, to this project. Um, because uh, there's this incredible guitarist and composer uh, from Brazil, Ginga, and um, he writes some beautiful music. I had been exposed to it through uh, playing with Antonio Adolfo a few years back, uh, David Manson, who is a big advocate of Brazilian music in this area, uh, brought him to do a concert at St. Pete College, and he brought all these Ginga compositions, and I just fell in love with them, so I went and checked them out. And through checking him out, uh, I found a video of him with um, Monica Salmaso. Monica Salmaso, wonderful Brazilian singer. Yeah. And um, I sent it to Ana and said, like, I'd love to play the song sometime, even though it's guitar and, and, and vocals. And um, so she was all for it. <laughs> so this was actually one of the first songs that we put together. And it's funny because we've kind of tweaked the arrangement as we go. Yeah. Like, um, as we develop the concept, you know, we, we've tweaked the arrangement a little bit. 
So um, this is, I'll play this one first um, here and we'll talk about it like we did with the last one. Yeah. So this is, uh, oh, Sete Estrelas. I don't think I said the name. Sete yeah, Estrelas. Yeah, in Portuguese is Sete Estrelas. Sete Estrelas. Uh, and Ona actually did a translation of this. The, this is going to be a Spanish uh, translation that she did, uh, which was a really great way of making it more uh, our own. Yeah. You know, so uh, here is Siete Estrellas in Spanish. Sete Estrelas in Portuguese. <laughs> Yo soy la música, la gente desenmascarada. Vacío la nariz del pobre cuando se levanta. Soy Carolina, la ventana, llorando la rambla. En soledad camino acompañado, sin mis virtudes, sin puros pecados. La mosca come basura pensando que Chantilly. ¿Qué misterio tiene ahí? ¿Y qué lecciones que aprendí? Soy el canino lelando la luna en la calleja. Yo soy la sangre roja de la cíclica doncella. El amasado de la harina tibia en la mesa. Quise la soledad de compañera. Toda mentira mía es verdadera. Borde de una enredadera hecha en punto de macrame. Es un misterio que se ve. Una lección para aprender. Peor que la muerte es la vejez. Insolente, moscanote. Burlas de mi pobre corazón, siete hermanas, siete estrellas, centinelas que dulcemente guardan de mi canción. Soy el hambre de la beata cuando ella hay una El grito loco en la garganta de una cacatúa En soledad camino acompañado Si mis virtudes son puros pecados La mosca come basura pensando que es chantilly ¿Qué misterio tiene ahí? ¿Y qué lecciones que aprendí? Soy la pasión que deja huella cuando siente miedo Soy el monstruo del lago cuando salió de su sueño Si tú dices que es mía, yo digo no tiene dueño Quise la soledad de compañera Toda mentira mía es verdadera Morder de una enredadera hecha en punto de macramé Es un misterio que se ve Una lección para aprender Peor que la muerte es la vejez Trepadora, enredada las paredes de mi corazón, siete hermanas, siete estrellas, centinelas que dulcemente guardan de mi nación. Mm. <música> 
All right. Love that song. Yeah. I <laughs> really like that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about it first? Because I think you you have a very prominent role on this. <laughs> yeah. In this case, we were talking about uh, like that this project allows us to change roles, right? And, and in this song, in the previous song, um, I had way more freedom to vary the melody and, and to do more, more, more things and um, think in a more linear way when I was uh, improvising. But here I feel like uh, in order to, to make the song work, I have to be tied to the melody and to be tied to the rhythm. I feel like I'm almost a part, like a rhythmic section, right? Mm -hmm. The melody is keeping, um, is keeping the rhythm there. And also the lyrics, which is something, to be honest, I am thinking more about lately. I, I, I wasn't big on lyrics and I have always been more interested in the musical part, even though I'm a singer. Um, but of course, lyrics are important and the lyrics in this song are, are very, are, are incredible, very interesting and almost uh, surreal. Um, so because of that, I, I have to stay um, very tied to the melody and to the rhythm. So. And that's the thing for me too, that even though um, I'm kind of playing a groove, it's a bayon. Uh, sorry, from bayon. 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 Something like that. I'm playing kind of a traditional pattern on the bass uh, for that, but, but really, you know, with a lot of Latin American influenced music, you know, Brazilian in this case, you, you have a lot of rhythms going on at the same time and, and it's all how you stack those things. Everything has its, its, its space in the groove and all that. And, and so the cool thing with this specifically is the melody is kind of fulfilling a lot of the, that division, that subdivision of mm -hmm. the beat. Even uh, you're playing the, the shaker on this too, which is amazing at course <laughs> i realize i say amazing i mean shaker is such a simple thing but playing it well is so hard it really is like i always think like like playing a cowbell or something that's playing like a simple pattern is one of the hardest things because it's yeah. so simple but it drives the music so much that's right you know so the moment she takes out the shaker i'm like cool we're good here <laughs> you know? i even without the shaker but you know uh i it, it really is i mean it it the the foundation of it feels very easy to play with and 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 that's the thing like you are aware that you to keep it together you can't really change the phrasing very mm -hmm. much and i know that's something that we spoke about of how do we make this our own mm -hmm. and i think that's where the lyrics came up and originally i was i was kind of creating like a bass thing and then she was just saying on a more traditional in the sense mm -hmm. um and then we said, like, well, why don't we let the melody really drive the bus for the first uh, verse? And then, you know, I started playing some, um, you were talking about nuances and, and using different sounds on the instrument. So I kind of came up with this thing where I played with the harmonics. I played like a, a, a pattern. And, you know, I, I always call it like the Betting Bao pattern, which is the song Betting Bao. Doo -doo -doo. 
I don't play the second part, but in any case, we just kind of came up with that idea and looping that. And it's kind of cool because you don't really have a harmonic context with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, there's pitch to those notes, but it's not very defined. It's not really, you know, so Ona has to be, I mean, that's the great thing too with her that she stays right on. She has a great ear, so she knows where it is. So even if there's no harmonic context underneath, you know, she's not relying on me to know what the pitch is. You know? <laughs> we are both taking responsibility yeah. of that. Yeah. That's... By the same token, that's one of the things that's difficult about this, especially when I play upright bass, that I need to be right on with the intonation. You know, looking back at some of these videos, I'm like, eh, I need to work on that. Uh, <laughs> but but he, you're, you're so good on, on that. Oh, thank you're, you. Yeah. I try. <laughs> you're very good on that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we respect each other, as you can see, yes. <laughs> uh, and admire each other. So that's what makes it work, is that mm -hmm. trust. You know, I can trust that she's going to be right on with what she's doing, and she can trust that I'm going to be on Absolutely. what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's that trust that allows us to take chances. Yep. You know, and I think this song, like I said, originally the arrangement was a little bit more set in stone. Mm -hmm. And I think the arrangement just ended up becoming something that we were kind of more improvising around. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes like the stops with the... I think that's just something that we both felt at the moment. You know, we made it part of the arrangement, but originally we just kind of made the stop and we were just both there because we both heard it the same way. Um, and that's a great way of, of, of doing this too. Like if you find yourself experimenting in a project like this, I think it's really good to just play, mm -hmm. just play. You know, there's a, you know, to quote my good friend, Mark Feynman, he says the, the, to play, I mean, play, the, the word play means to have fun, yes. right? It doesn't have to be limited, you know, that's why we use it in music, we're playing music. Um, so that is important because you, you get that chance of kind of being thrown out there and be like, okay, let's mm -hmm. throw ideas and, and let's settle. We like to record every rehearsal for that reason, because mm -hmm. we never know when something's gonna come up that we're like, oh, that was great, or yeah. let's never release that. Uh, but <laughs> it goes both ways, you know, but um, yeah. And, and, and a couple of things that we do there a little bit different to create, to create um, contrast after the solo. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, well, you on the solo, we reverse roles basically. Yes. So I start I, playing more of a melodic solo. Mm -hmm. And I will be doing the accompaniment, like drawing the, the chords. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's the outlining changes. the chord changes very much in the way a bass player would. Uh, mm -hmm. she, you were kind of replacing the groove that I was playing before, yep. but she's making some good note cho note choices that are that don't necessarily have to be tied to the root either, mm -hmm. because you're in a higher register. Yes, and I'm still soloing the lower register, so that opens up for me to still be able to use the root during my soloing. Which, by the way, is a great exercise that I recommend any singer <laughs> yeah. to sing to align the the changes of a song you're gonna sing. That's something I do sometimes in in my practice, and it's super useful. Listen to her. Um, <laughs> all right. You want to move on? Yeah. Let's all right. Go. So this next song that we have is the last one that we have. And this one's um, pretty interesting. This is new to us. We just started mm -hmm. playing with this idea of technology is our friend. Is it? <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> um, sometimes it works with us. Sometimes it works against us. Uh -huh. But uh, we will tame it. And actually what we... Um, 
do with this song is we use a program called Ableton Live. Mm -hmm. Basically, the, the way we ended up getting to this is that we tried, we were working on, on, on a song, on an arrangement, and Ona has played with, with looping, uh, with a loop pedal for, for a while. Like I've seen you do it live. Uh, it's part of some of the stuff that we do with Iberia. And we haven't really introduced it as much on this. We were trying to do that, but then we both realized we both wanted to loop things, to layer. Yes. Right? And then we're like, how do we do this at the same time? Mm -hmm. And um, the answer ended up being a program called Ableton Live. Uh, which is used a lot for like live music production. A lot of like, it's more used for electronic music. Yep. It has like a, a instruments in it and everything. And But with this, you can actually, if, if you're not familiar with it, basically it works like Pro Tools or any uh, DAW, but you can create loops you know, and, and you can create like this, you, you can visualize each track and each track you can create a loop of however, however long you want it to be. And you can trigger it in or out as you need. So that's basically what we're doing on this particular song. So I'll play it first and we can talk a little bit about sure. what we're doing in a second. Um, let me set this up here. Okay. All right, so here, oh, and, and this is an original by Anna, by the way, that she wrote. She is a wonderful songwriter. Thank you. 
little beast which that was is fun. Yeah, that was fun yeah that was a lot of fun <laughs> it's a, you know it, it it took us a little bit to kind of get it um as you can see on the video um, um we're both like pushing buttons like in her, <laughs> like trying to remember what the order is like playing an extra instrument yes but that's kind of what's fun about it and um you know we we wanted to use this in a way that we're not really trying to imitate what a band would do exactly yeah so what we're layering you know we're creating a drum beat but we're creating it with the tools that we have yes which is you know i'm playing the bass drum with like a muted string and you're clapping <laughs> and we're actually the cool thing with ableton is that you can put plugins effects so it actually doubles your clapping yes. so it makes it sound like more than one clapping and it does it in real time which is incredible <laughs> um and the so right we have like the drum beat then i play the bass line i played that with like an octave effect on it to kind of fill it up a little bit just to give it a little different texture mm -hmm. uh, you start layering the harmonies mm -hmm. um which is really cool to actually hear how you layer them <laughs> to hear the the you know how like you hear one harmony first like oh okay where's that going and then you, you add the next one like oh that's so cool how it comes to it. I've always loved like harmonies. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've talked about what our uh, our secret, uh, our dream gig would be, and I I'd like to sing one day, but I don't know. Maybe she'll one day sing one sooner day. than you expect. You will hear him <laughs> singing. I like to sing falsetto though, but, but anyway, not falsetto. Uh, not falsetto. <laughs> All right. So 
Um, in any case, yeah. um, right, so <laughs> she layers the harmony, then you sing the melody, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the A section of the tune. And then we go to the bridge, mm -hmm. which, and we mute the harmonies. Mm -hmm. uh, we let the beat go on. And I, I actually loop the bass line as well, yes. the, of the A section. So then we go to the bridge, which is in real time. You play guitar, by the way, which I, she's a guitarist extraordinary. extraordinary. <laughs> she is. Say, um, I just, I play guitar. <laughs> yeah. She actually does uh, use the vocoder on that um, as well, which is very cool, which she can do some harmonies with yeah. here. It sounds kind of robotic, but it's a, it re, it's a really a lot cool of fun thing. too. Yeah. Yes. So we'll be using that at some yes. point, I'm sure. Uh, mm -hmm. But then, right, we go to the bridge, then we come back to the solo section, which is based on the chord changes of the A section. So now at this point, I trigger the bass line mm -hmm. that I had looped already. And that frees us to actually have an improvised conversation, mm -hmm. which is something that jazz is about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, we're listening to each other constantly. Mm -hmm. That's that's the cool thing about it. That we don't, you know, sometimes we don't even know. Like I realized, like, for example, now that my first phrase was a lot longer. <laughs> but somehow we made it work. Yes. Like you came in like, okay, we, we have an understanding. And that's the beauty of it. I think, mm -hmm. I think that's the cool thing. It's kind of um, the idea of knowing the rules to break them in a sense. You know, like you know how to do this. But because you know how to do this, you are able to break away from it. Yep. Without it falling completely apart or sounding like made up stuff <laughs> even though we're making up stuff but not completely yeah you get the point so mm -hmm. um and then for the end we just after we just trigger back the harmonies for mm -hmm. the last a section um there's another bridge yes and then and then we finish with a loop with the bass with, yeah exactly right. so um it's fairly simple but what I love personally about it is precisely kind of the, it's still, even though we're layering things, is that it still has an intimate sound. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's not like, oh, there's a fake band playing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like. It's the, like, yeah, we are being who we are and we are playing with what we have, right? And, and you were talking about that before, about playing and the minimum of yeah. playing that Mark said. And we are both very clear on that, that um, we as jazz musicians have, um, so many expectations about and so many dreams about what we want to be and what we have to be right and the more trained you are the more of these expectations you have and the more of this um i don't know how to say like like goals or um there's a bar there's like a there's a, a bar a, a yeah. bar that's set that's that that you start comparing yourself to other musicians yeah. and you're like, if I'm not at this level, I'm not yes. worth anything. And it's, it's the worst thing that you can do. In fact, this song is kind of about this. It's about <laughs> that. Exactly. It's exactly about that. Yeah. yeah. And we are both very clear that we just want to, we just want to have fun. We yeah. just want to be who we are and just play. And, and we really believe that our music is going to sound so much better if we are just who we are and we use what we have and we don't try to, be similar to anybody or to pretend that we have a band or you know so um yeah that yeah. kind of humility it's like a base for us that i think it makes us better and this is actually <laughs> something that uh just to get into the psychological side of things a, a little bit it's actually that i've now that gigs are starting to come back after the pandemic i think a lot of music a lot of musicians that i've talked to i know we talked about it the whole time where we would have our rehearsals were like two hours 
psychoanalysis, you know, like <laughs> basically yes. talking about about the little beast, uh, about the little beast, never, you know, <laughs> never in space for the music. Uh, but it's something that I've uh, talking to a few musicians, they all kind of had this realization too, because when once kind of everything just slows down and, and you're not run, rushing from a gig to the other or recording or all of a sudden we kind of have this time that we did not expect to have to kind of think about what we do and why we do it and how we do it. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was that honesty, mm -hmm. being able to be who we are, you know, the mixture of where we come from individually, you mix that together, you're going to create a unique sound, you mm -hmm. know, and it's, it's also something that, you know, with, with La Lucha, with my, with, with my band, you know, that something that we also came to terms with, you know, mm -hmm. we spent years just really kind of pretending to be somebody else, you know, kind of like, okay, they want a Latin jazz band. So we have to play Latin jazz. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, we love Latin jazz, but we also love swing and we also love this stuff. So just be who you are and, and, put it out there in the way that you do. And this, that's the basis of this concept. And, yep. and again, that to us is creating more with less, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's kind of having that, that um, space to fill it however we want to fill it. And just because it's limited to two instruments, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to sound limited yep. and it doesn't have to pretend to be anything, anything that it isn't. So, uh, and so I think I saw a question, somebody asked about what orilla means. Oh, that means shore in the Spanish. Shore, yeah. Yes. Um, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, Ona came up with, it, with, that, <laughs> with that name in a very cool so, way. Ma Ona means wave in Catalan and um, Alejandro's last name, Arenas, it's sand in, in Spanish. So I said, okay, so the place where the sand and the wave get together, it's the shore, it's orilla. So that's, that's why. Oh, there you go. And we both speak Spanish, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, what, this was such a great session, guys. What, what did, how do people follow this project and what you're doing? We are on all social media platforms except TikTok. Yes. We haven't we haven't developed our dancing ability. What? You know, that no <laughs> soon, soon enough. No. Uh, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook. Yes. It's uh, Orilla Music. Mm -hmm. Uh Orilla's with two L's. Uh O R I L L A yes. Music. You know how to spell that, hopefully. And um <laughs> I think I do. Uh but yeah, we're we're on social media. We're actually in the process of creating a website, yes. which is gonna be orillamusic.com. Mm -hmm. And um, we just had some promo shots done too, going all the way with this. No, but yeah, we're we're active on social media. That's the best place to find us. And uh, we may be there may be an album coming out sometime soon as well. So very cool. No, that may I hope there is. No, that, that's awesome. So Ona, do you sing every day? I do. Yeah. So I, for for one day a week. So, okay. <laughs> so, so for for young vocalists that are watching or will watch in the future, you know what what guidance or advice do you have for them as they work to sort of hone their voice? Um, do you have a particular regimen that you do when you practice, or do you have any um, I don't know anything to share 
to them about that? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, so the thing with voice is that it's very, very personal. So the first thing that I would tell you is find a good teacher. Find a teacher who, who is responsible and who updates themselves, right? Um, somebody who likes to teach and somebody who approaches um, teaching in a personalized way because um, the same way that we have personal tendencies, we have personal tendencies in our voice and you will have to work in different things depending on the kind of voice you have. So that's the first thing that I would recommend. And uh, the second thing is it doesn't matter if you have a good teacher, you also have to take responsibility of your instrument. So remember that, right? The same way that you have to find a, a responsible teacher, you have to find that responsibility in yourself. Singing is a lot about, it's about a lot of things, but the first thing um, I think it's, uh, very often missed when when we talk about voice is body awareness um so you always remember to try to work on feeling your feelings and and feeling your sensations and and i don't know how it feels to sing do you feel um if you feel you're forcing your voice or you feel that something is not right just say it and and observe it right don't don't just go and and practice without developing that awareness that's that's something i think it's very very important and also um it's being a, a singer the same way it works the same way as in other instruments like trumpet for example there is a huge part that it's just about maintaining the instrument which is just you know working on the instrument working on on having a healthy voice and 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 staying um like a workout, right? And there's another part, which is your musical practice. Don't forget the musical practice because you are a musician and you want to have the tools to express yourself. Yeah, you know that. that so what about though playing with others or singing with others, you know, for, particularly for like a, a high school uh, jazz vocalist who the only time that they're practicing is with a larger ensemble, right? Or, or maybe a voice coach but is there something to be said about trying to figure out a way that you can play with others outside of that context? I mean, look, you guys have done it with just one instrument and then you, which is very cool, but how, you know, they may be nervous to do that. So what, what, how do you, how do you even go about figuring out how you can perform and practice performing with other people at that age? The first thing is love yourself. <laughs> Seriously, love yourself. Love the the moment you are at. Nobody, we, we say in Spanish, like, uh, nadie nace sabiendo. Mm -hmm. like, nobody is born knowing already everything, right? So we are all, absolutely all of us, we are in a learning process. There's nobody that it's not learning and that knows it all. So that's okay. You are in that point and it's totally okay. So love yourself, love that process and, and don't look at your, um, at your, at the things you don't know yet as the weaknesses, but at something exciting that you want to learn, right? This way you're have, you will have more, um, chances to find somebody who will be aligned to you and find people who are aligned with you find people who think the same way so you can have a safe space and a non-judgmental face uh, space and you can just explore music together which is and just, the best yeah, and i wanted to to just interject for a second uh, from the other side from the instrumentalist side which is if you're an instrumentalist listen to this 
be good to your singers. Yes. <laughs> be nice. First of all, there's there, you know, there's a lot of times people make the, the distinction, which is like, oh, all vocalists and musicians welcome. Like, no, vocalists are musicians exactly. as well, you know. Mm -hmm. And by the same token, you know, as a vocalist, you should act as a musician as well. Yes. The understanding of both sides. I mean, again, the trust and understanding each other, that's the, even if you're not proficient at another instrument yet, mm -hmm. knowing how to approach a group of musicians is, is very important. Yes. Uh, kind of speak their language in a way and be open to, if you, if you don't know it, be fine people that are not going to judge you find exactly. people that are going to be in your same wavelength and 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 you can even if they're not particularly great you can grow together i think yes. that's a very important thing um because that is that can make or break somebody's will to make music honestly you know yeah. i think that's that's a very important thing so yeah i think from both sides as an instrumentalist i love playing with singers you know because it's it's a it's a whole different thing um of course, the more prepared the singer is, the, the more fun I have. But, you know, instrumentalists have that tendency of complaining about the keys, complaining about, no, that's your job. Mm -hmm. Don't complain about it. You know, like, that's that's yeah. that's what you have to do. You're, Thank this, you for saying that. We really absolutely. need more of that. We need people who love singers. We need <laughs> no. more love to the singers. Yes. It, it, it really <laughs> is. I mean, we're, we're all yeah. making music together, and, yes. and it's only going to work if everybody's invested in the same way. It's like a team. Yes, it really is like a team. If you're if you if you're on a stage thinking only for yourself and listening only to yourself, things are not going to work that well. Yes, yes, totally. I love everything you said. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of good positive affirmation going on in this session today. I, you know, you need to send some of that my way. I need some positivity here. I, <laughs> we all do. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. As much for. For the students, as we were saying it for ourselves, yes. you know, I totally that's one of the great things about teaching, actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, so in, in more seriousness, it's really fun watching the two of you interact, and um, I, we we can't wait to see more from both of you, and are really excited about that. I'm also excited to put this um, this session up into our studio at ClearwaterJazz.com for folks to enjoy after the fact. And uh, it really means a lot to us that you took the time. I also really appreciate the effort of doing the pre-recorded or having those pre-recorded clips part of this session because it was, it, first of all, it was a treat to listen to, but it was really cool to be able to listen and then talk about them. I thought that that was a really nice addition to the session. So thank you both. Um, we have... Uh, some these upcoming sessions are available at clearwaterjazz.com in the education and outreach page and we add new sessions all the time so um, i'm looking at next week and we've got two returning uh, professional educators and musicians um, both who are instructors down at florida gulf coast university in fort myers on the 25th Brandon Robertson is returning with a session on performance anxiety. And um, then on the 26th, we have Tyler Wortman doing a trombone session on bebop and the blues. And so check those out. We'll be adding some more after that, too. And hopefully we continue with the arm twisting and can get Alejandro back with us with some additional sessions. And Ona! Hopefully we can get you back. We'd love to continue to build our vocalist se session in particular. 
on the website. So <laughs> on behalf of the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation and uh, all of our sponsors, supporters, volunteers, board members, uh, Jazz Force volunteers, Alejandro and Ona, thank you, thank you, thank you for being such a special part of this. We look forward to uh, uh, seeing you soon. Um, in fact, Alejandro, am I going to see you tonight or no? Uh, or we have a... Yeah, I'll be there tonight. <laughs> yeah, right? We have a, our Wonderlust series event tonight. I didn't know if you, you're part of the Go Go Beach Jam. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So, yeah, no, it's always fun having both of you part of the music series that we've been doing too. And so that's going to be a fun one. So, all right. Well, until we meet again, uh, take care, everybody. Stay safe out there. Keep playing. Keep being creative. And we'll see you back with us soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Thank you to our friends at Marine Max Clearwater for helping to present this podcast series. To learn more about the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Annual Festival tradition, other special events throughout the year, and our year-round education and outreach, please visit clearwaterjazz.com.